Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I'll Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another edition, sub, 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 sub segment of fictional women around the world. And this is Pride Edition. Um, and I really waffled on this one, which is a word that Samantha was telling me is not a word in the way I, that I use it. Maybe it's not. It Who is. Knows? It's a, a failure to make up one's mind. Ah! <laughs> I've never... It. I've n- yeah, it says, leaves us squandering or leaves us an indecisive waffle. Yeah. <laughs> as the ex- example. I have I never feel vindicated. I feel vindicated. You should be. Um, British term is different, by the way, though. Oh. Is it quaffle? No, waffle, waffled in British term is speak or write, especially at great length, without saying anything, or lengthy oh. but trivial, or useless talking. That's, it could fit both, to yeah. be honest. So if I call um, you a waffle, it means you're trivial. <laughs> Oh, or unimportant. But I like waffles. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is kind of what the audiobook experience was like, by the it really way. It was. <laughs> it was like, oh, that's what that means? Oh. <laughs> and I in love, British, it means this. Yes, I love it. Oh. It was because we had a British director producer. She was like, this mm-hmm. is not what that means here. And in, in like English, in the UK English, this is how it's, we say it. Right. Yeah. It was funny. There's a running joke over on Saver that I'm a sleeper British spy because I say things in the UK English a lot. And she mentioned it when we were doing the audiobook. She was like, yeah, you're you're doing a lot of the UK pronunciations. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, maybe it's true. Like, I watched Harry Potter a lot as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. But I waffled about this one and I'm sure some of you were screaming about how I picked it because it is problematic in a plethora of ways and we're going to talk about some of them. But I also can't deny this was one of the first times legitimately I saw a lesbian couple on TV. Mm -hmm. More specifically in the mainstream, but like ever on TV at all. 
And it really impacted me. It did. And yes, we are talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer's Willow Rosenberg and her relationship with Tara McClay. And we're mostly focusing on the show. You made fun of how long this outline is. I didn't even put in any of the comic book stuff because I was like, <laughs> well, and eventually I'm just going to be explaining everything and like five hours later, maybe we'll be done. So I'm focusing on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, not Angel, which she also appeared on. And I do, I did watch, I watched both, but I can't remember Angel as well. Hmm. Yes, and it does come with a Joss Whedon disclaimer because a lot of stuff has come out about the set of this show and how Whedon treated women specifically and young women specifically, um, which is incredibly disheartening because it, it did feel so refreshing and so feminist in a lot of ways. Past hosts have talked about it. And that tarnishes the whole thing, unfortunately. But I have to think about it. So this character was first played by Riff Reagan in the movie, but largely has been played by Allison Hannigan, who dyed her hair red for the part. I did not know that. Because I guess he was like, we have a blonde, we have a brunette, we need a red, <laughs> or something like that. Um, so yeah. So... While this romance between these characters, uh, Tara, I always say Tara, but it might be Tara. It's been a long time since I've watched this show. And Willow was very groundbreaking at the time. It was handled somewhat clumsily in some aspects, especially in hindsight. And that's not to diminish the impact it had at all, because again, it really did impact me and a lot of people. But I remember even as a kind of a younger, not as educated in terms of queer literature uh, person that I was, raising my eyebrows at a few lines in there about it. <laughs> um, that being said, I think you can make the arguments that the characters were growing too, because I, for one, remember, and I hate this, but it's true, I remember desperately wanting to be straight and afraid that I wasn't, uh, which is toxic bullshit. But I suspect that this was less character-driven and more writer-driven and just how things were spoken about at the time. But I do see, like, some people make the argument, like, oh, well, they were young and growing and learning, all that kind of stuff. Um, all right. So, the history. Buffy the Vampire Slayer was an American drama-slash-horror-slash-comedy created and largely written and directed by Joss Whedon that ran from 1997 to 2003. Um, Wait, it was created however, by him? Mm -hmm. The movie was, too? I don't know. So the, there's the an original show, movie is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There is. I don't know that he had anything to do with that, but he created the show. Okay, but it's not created Buffy the Vampire Slayer because it starts off the same. Mm -hmm. It is based off all the same things. So that's what I'm wondering. Yes. Okay, but specifically yes. to this show, but not necessarily yes. the characters. Right. Okay, there. Yes, I believe that's correct. However, it has spawned a whole host of other media like comics. <laughs> so many comics. It follows a young woman and vampire slayer, Buffy Summers, and her friends, nicknamed the Scooby Gang, and their battles against evil in the town of Sunnydale. My my little brother used to live in Sunnyvale. Yeah. And so I always get confused. It's Sunnydale. Sunnydale. Um, <laughs> A.K.A. <laughs> the Hellmouth. Buffy's best friend is a witch named Willow Rosenberg. In the beginning, she's shy, she's a bit of a nerd, um, but she goes on to become a powerful and dangerous witch. By some accounts, she's Earth's greatest witch, their most powerful witch. She was smart, level-headed, determined, shy, sweet, and not one to hold a grudge, but at the same time, vengeful. Very, very vengeful. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. She was a very powerful magic user, 
She could do all kinds of things, like a whole host of things. She often expressed frustration about being childish or being perceived as childish, um, and later was weighed down with a lot of self-doubt and guilt about Dark Willow, which we'll talk about again in a second. But before that, yes, she was a nerd, and she was a go-to for tutoring. Because of this, she was the target of popular student Cordelia Chase, uh, leading Willow to create the We Hate Cordelia Club. Um, she had a huge unrequited crush on her best friend Xander, whom she'd grown up with. But he had a huge unrequited crush on their shared best friend, Buffy. And some of Buffy's advice about seizing the day led Willow unknowingly to go on a date with a vampire, as you do, and having to be rescued by Buffy. Buffy told Willow about her secret identity as a vampire slayer, and then they became BFFs. And Willow dedicated herself to learning more about the supernatural so she could help Buffy. Although that kind of came later on. In the early days, she was much more like research. I'll help you with the research, uh, libraries and computing and hacking uh, and all that. <laughs> this led to her almost getting killed by some demon she met on the internet. But that's also how it goes sometimes. Um, after witnessing several deaths and having several nearly fatal run-ins, Willow started to evolve. She became more outspoken and assertive. She confronted Xander over choosing to date Cordelia over her and went about moving on with a guitarist named Oz, played by Seth Green, who we discussed. We I had a crush on. You had a crush I. On. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Um, it turns out he's a werewolf. And he almost killed Willow on accident, but she continued to date him. I forgot that plot line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a blast Move from the back. past, isn't yep. it? <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. 
Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. After Buffy's vampire love interest Angel killed one of Willow's favorite techno-pagan teachers, uh, Willow taught her her classes for the remainder of the year, and she used the materials that the teacher had left behind to learn more about witchcraft, including the original ritual that was used to insole Angel decades before. Um, She set about learning it and succeeded right before Buffy was going to kill Angel. It was a whole dramatic thing. Willow decided she wanted to learn magic to help Buffy fight evil. She briefly took over leadership of the Scooby gang while Buffy was away and led them on largely unsuccessful vampire hunts. <laughs> they, now they're trying. Um, <laughs> she started practicing spells and blessings. She joined a coven, though they became targets of an anti-occult group that included Willow's mother. Xander and Willow continued to kind of dance around each other despite the fact that they were involved with other people. And they shared a kiss in a tense situation with both of their respective partners witnessing it. Uh, Xander and Cordelia broke up, but Willow and Oz worked it out. At one point, Willow joined forces with ex-vengeance demon Anya and accidentally summoned or released her vampiric counterpart from another dimension. Um, (laughs) Yes. She is stunned to learn that vampire Willow is attracted to women. And later, after losing her memory, Willow says, I think I'm kind of gay. So they were like hints early on, um, early-ish on. Though Willow got into many Ivy League colleges, she opted to go to university in Sunnydale so she could keep fighting alongside Buffy. At one point, believing that she was going to die without exploring her relationship with Oz, they had sex together. It was Willow's first time. Later, Oz cheated on her with another werewolf named Veruca, and he left town, leaving Willow heartbroken. She attempted to curse them both, but was interrupted when Veruca tried to kill her, and Oz killed Veruca to stop her. (laughs) Oz left, fearful of putting Willow in danger. Willow wrote letters to him but didn't know where to send them and grew increasingly bitter, casting a spell that accidentally put her friends in danger, which is a kind of common thread in her story, actually. (laughs) Um, She was able to reverse it and was offered to become a vengeance demon, but she turned it down. So, she joined up with the Campus Wicca group, but found only one of them actually had experience with magic. And it was shy, timid, but serious, Tara McClay, played by Amber Benson, After an encounter with some monsters, they become friends and have regular meetups to practice magic, and Willow eventually introduces Tara to the gang. Over time, they became really, really, really close, and they fell in love, though they kept that part quiet. But drama. Oz returned, claiming he had his wolf side tamped down and that he wanted to continue his relationship with Willow. And Willow's really torn, and she goes to Buffy and comes out to Buffy and explains how she feels about Tara. When Oz found out, it turns out his wolf side was not so much in control. And he <laughs> left down once again. Uh, Willow told Tara she was the one she loved. Spike, who, if you have never seen this show, you might be so confused. And what a ride this must be. Uh, but he's a vampire, 
uh, he, along with others, tried to split the Scoobies up. And one of the ways that they did that was essentially by outing Willow to everyone by revealing her relationship with Tara. Um, It didn't work. Willow's power grew massively, and her feelings for Tara strengthened when she found out about the abuse and the lies that Tara had to grow up and deal with with her family. But Tara was worried about how much Willow was relying on magic and how much she was using it. And it led to a fight between them, one of many, when a powerful, evil hell goddess named Glory attacked Tara, leaving her insane. A spiteful Willow attacked Glory, even though Buffy did her best to convince her not to. Um, She spat in the goddess's face. Willow did injure her, but was almost killed in the effort. So Buffy was trying to tell her, like, you're not strong enough. She'll she'll kill you. Don't do it. Uh, Anyway, Glory then cursed Buffy to be catatonic, but Willow was able to pull her out of her own mind and then restore Tara's mind and helped slow down Glory. However, Buffy had to sacrifice herself to save her sister, Dawn. Willow became the Scooby's leader after she died. She looked after Dawn and told Angel about Buffy's death. However, using magic and the help of her friends, she was able to resurrect Buffy, uh, though many expressed concerns with her channeling such powerful, deep magic. Tara argued that she developed an addiction to magic, but Willow, who, yes, was addicted to magic, this is very clearly like a metaphor for drug addiction, used it to erase the memory of the fight from Tara's brain. So when she discovered that Buffy, Willow discovered that Buffy had been in heaven and not in hell, which is what she believed, she discussed erasing the memory of heaven from Buffy's mind, which caused another argument between her and Tara. To reassure her, Willow swore not to use magic for an entire week, but immediately backtracked and tried to cast a spell to erase both Tara and Buffy's memories of her using it excessively But it backfired. It gave them all amnesia, put them all at risk. When their memories were restored, Tara broke up with Willow. The pain of the breakup and the absence of Tara's presence allowed for Willow's addiction to spiral out of control. She started going to a dark magic dealer, at one point putting Dawn in danger and ignoring the concerns of her friends and accidentally summoning summoning a demon while high on magic. Dawn was injured in their escape, and Willow finally had to face these consequences of her actions, and she swore off magic and instead went back to her tech skills. Willow and Tara reconciled, and while they were laying in bed, Tara was shot and killed by a bullet meant for Buffy, fired by this guy named Warren. Um, Willow tried to use magic to bring Tara back, but she couldn't, so her grief transformed to rage. She absorbed all the dark magic she could, It turned her hair and her eyes black. She had like these black veins going everywhere. Um, She abandoned her old life and her friends and embraced the dark, eventually using magic to flay Warren alive. And this is one of the most memorable scenes for the whole series for me. I remember this episode and this arc very clearly. I think I stopped watching at this point. Oh, there's one part where she's like on a semi-truck and the music is like, oh! Like, I'll never forget it. Uh, <laughs> I bet people listening, some of you know exactly no, what I'm talking exactly about. Exactly. Yeah, because I, I don't know. Obviously, I did not watch this. <laughs> they did call her Dark Willow, uh, which became kind of a haunting. It came, it kind of became a joke people would use, but they'd say, I don't want to go all Dark Willow. And it really messed with 
it messed with her. This is like one of the oh. things that hangs over her a lot is that she, well, I mean, rightfully so. She did yeah, a lot of bad things. someone, so. Yeah, that's yeah, but it, it, that's like her big after this is being too afraid. Well, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, okay. <laughs> okay, so Buffy fought Willow, but Willow had cast a super strength spell on herself and declared, I'm the Slayer now. She then absorbed Giles's magic along with the magic he'd borrowed to fight Willow. Sensing all the pain of the world and overcome with it, she decided that it was time to end the world. Um, so Xander, she's, she tries to start the apocalypse, but Xander stopped her when he, he refused to leave her side no matter what. The power she'd stolen from Giles left her and she broke down in grief over everything that she had done. Giles, along with others, helped her in rehabilitating and controlling and connecting to her magic, though she was much more hesitant to use it now. She was so scared of reuniting with her friends that she accidentally cast a spell that rendered her invisible. She started dating the potential Slayer Kennedy very reluctantly, and after their first kiss, a curse started to transform her into Warren as punishment. Um, and using her to continue his violent rampage. Kennedy helped her stop it before she fully transformed by getting her to face her grief over what had happened to Tara. Gradually, Willow became more confident in using her magic again, helping out Angel and Cordelia. At Buffy's behest, Willow used her magic and tech skills to activate several potential slayers all around the world. Her hair turned pure white in the process, and like... Kennedy deified her? I don't know. Uh, and then she famously said, that was nifty. And then they got out of Sunnydale before it was destroyed. Um, then, this is where, like, I'm going to condense so much because this, that's the end of the show. Oh, this is, okay. We're moving into, like, comics territory. Oh, okay. She spent some time in Brazil with Kennedy, was given the choice to have Tara as a spiritual guide, but turned it down when she realized it would either be an illusion or... Or would rip Tara from the afterlife. Then Kennedy died and was resurrected. And Willow revealed she believed Tara's death was her punishment for resurrecting Buffy. Willow was then kidnapped by a flayed Warren who revealed he'd been revived soon after Willow killed him by an ex-friend of Willow's, Amy, who, by the way, spent a lot of the show as a rat, trapped in rat form. Um, Wait, I remember. Oh, I remember that episode. Hey. That's the, the one that took over the mom or the mom's body. They switched. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty oh. sure it was early. Yeah. Yeah. I remember this episode, I think. Yeah. She was a rat for like five seasons, I think. She existed? I thought she just disappeared. No, Willow kept her as a pit. Because she Wait, didn't know how to reverse no, no, the... that was a doll. That was a trophy. Never mind, I switched it. Okay. No. <laughs> well, we had a moment, and then it was all wrong. But that's but all right. But I do, I do feel like I remember the rat thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Amy was very jealous of okay. Willow and had also been there during her dark magic times and was like, let's try more dark magic. So she was, it didn't seem like she was great. Um, but anyway... She also spent a long time as a rat. Who knows? <laughs> so this like flayed version of Warren tried to lobotomize Willow, but Willow was rescued by Buffy. A vision of the future revealed that Dark Willow returned and there was a world without magic at some point and Willow worked with Angel and his son Connor to restore it, but she accidentally absorbed too much dark magic in the process. And then she kind of briefly went evil and kicked some ass, like dropped a mountain on somebody, uh, but was able to come back. 
Um, it's a little dramatic. A lot of it. I mean, a lot of it's pretty dramatic. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> I watched, like I said, I remember her showing up on Angel, but I don't remember this. So I don't know. That might have been the show or it might have been the comics, but a super coven tried to convince Willow to stay in their paradise dimension and forget about saving Earth. But Willow realized that there was no light Willow and no dark Willow. There was just Willow. She dueled her disguised ex-dark magic dealer, eventually restored her magic. And at one point, she stopped Tara from being resurrected uh, because she was happy in heaven. Um, she was called the Mad Woman in this dystopian future. Uh, please, if you've read the comics, oh my gosh, let me know. Because I was reading this like, whoa! <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Yeah, just to clarify also, because I did look it up, Joss Whedon did do the screenplay for the movie. Oh, okay. So he did he did do it all, but he didn't direct it necessarily, but he did write the mm -hmm. movie. So this is all his baby. Okay. Okay. He changed it vastly, obviously, because the first one yes. was a complete comedy yes. with a little bit like little bit of darkness, but not this yeah. level. Yeah, I think I watched that movie during the pandemic for the first time, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I watched it when it first came out. Oh, yeah? Uh, and this was one of my go-to movies with one of my best friends. Like, we could quote all yeah. the lines. That's so it's funny. It's one of those movies for me. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it, because I I didn't know Willow was in there. Um, <laughs> but yes, 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 yes. Thanks for clarifying. So this character was groundbreaking in a lot of ways, there are also a lot of issues we could talk about here. One of the big ones is the barrier gaze trope. So Willow didn't die, but 
there was a massive backlash when Tara died, with Vinay saying that this really played into that trope, which is basically what it sounds like, killing off the few gay characters that there are, usually fairly quickly and in some tragic way to further plot lines, which is fair critique in this. I will say Tara, it's not, she was there for a minute, but yeah, she did get killed off while they were having a sweet moment in bed. Whedon was also accused as being homophobic at the time. I don't think either of these actors are gay. Uh, But one of the things I vaguely remember was there was this idea in the show and just around, uh, like, the reaction to the show that it was, like, turned gay, like she got turned gay. But Buffy does have a line where... She's like, as you, you know, back in the past, somehow with her present day memories and it's their high school time. And she has this line where she's like, oh, you, you don't realize you're not basically implying Willow doesn't realize she's gay yet. So as I said, it can be a process. It's quite possible. She didn't know. And then there's the whole conversation. This is actually more recent uh, like, maybe she was bi. Well, that's um, the first thing I was going to ask recently. I was like, because she really was in love with the Seth Green character. Like, right. all of that. So could she not have just been bi or pan, one of those two things, and not necessarily right. just lesbian? But I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a lesbian either. Right. But I just wondered. Cause, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, it's a big conversation around bi erasure. Um, and she did, I think she had three steady relationships with dudes before she met Tara. And then after that, they were all women. Um, And she made a lot of lesbian jokes uh, after that. But uh, Whedon has said that if the show were made today, she would be bi. But at the time, audiences weren't ready and would see it as a phase. So here's the quote. It was like, okay, you can make Willow bi, but you can't say this is a phase because that's what people do to deny their existence. So if I did it now, I'd be like, yes, she can be bi, because some people are. But back then it was like, no, we're not ready for that. Also, there's, I kind of chuckled because I forgot about the whole vampire willow being into women. And that I was like, that feels so like lesbians are evil or like gay people. What are they up to? Uh, <laughs> but she was also dating the Zan- the dark Xander character. I think so, yeah. That was the alternate universe that Cordelia creates when she's mad at Xander with the revenge demon. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the Dark Willow or the Vampire Willow came from. Mm-hmm. I do remember this episode. <laughs> I and remember Xander, the like, aesthetic, yeah. Yeah, Xander was a, a vampire too, I think. And the two of them were real dark and evil, but they right. would always make out with each other, but she also liked women too. Right. I don't think she was full on. Right. But it, it does kind of play into that that we've talked about before, that sort of sexualization of gay people where it's like, oh, she's evil now. She, she's into right. everybody. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but it was groundbreaking. One of the, It was one of the first lesbian couples in mainstream media that wasn't a punchline or used for shock factor, which we discussed recently. And I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer as a young person, and I remember being so blown away by it. And the way it was treated like it wasn't a big deal in the context of the show, that's just 
it was. They loved each other. That was it. It did definitely came off as if, if like because most of the things, especially in that generation or that time frame, was like it came from a male gaze. Mm-hmm. Like obviously they were sexualized, and this is like out of a male men's fantasy level mm-hmm. of of lesbian. And this is and the two of them were cute together and like yeah. genuinely sweet and and loving, and it wasn't for anybody but them, but being in a relationship necessarily. So I was like, oh. Right. That is different. And it didn't make you uncomfortable because they weren't overtly sexual. No. no. Uh, as of like being all the time making out and like trying to right. undress each other and, and then staring at a dude as if right. that's who it's for. No, they had like a a really sweet relationship. And like most of the scenes I remember of their relationship are, you know, like kind of just like gentle kisses or there's a scene where they're helping, Tara's helping Willow pick out her clothes. Like it's a mm-hmm. lot of just kind of a sweet, like, normal couple stuff. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. And it was the first long-term lesbian relationship depicted on mainstream television. So that means it did get a lot of backlash uh, when the character was revealed as gay. Um, but Whedon said, for every negative post, there's somebody saying, you made my life a lot easier because I now have someone I can relate to on screen. So there's that importance of representation and good, genuine representation. When Willow had sex with the potential Slayer Kennedy in the seventh season, it was one of the first lesbian sex scenes on television. Yes. And this kind of cracked me up uh, because, like I said, the dark Willow arc is one of the most memorable things to me. Uh, But Willow is often described as having largely healthy relationships pre-magic addiction and post-recovery. And even then, people point out, like, Tara realized Willow was bad for her and left. Uh, Unlike Buffy, who kept staying kind of these toxic relationships. She was also Jewish uh, culturally and religiously. Uh, She described herself as a Jewish Wiccan. And there are plenty of instances throughout the show where she makes a comment about growing up Jewish, uh, being Jewish. And she was a woman in STEM. Uh, Although some articles I read pointed out like that part felt so quickly abandoned when she discovered the magic, which I get, but I also get why that might annoy you. (laughs) You're a woman in STEM where it's like, nah, I don't do this computer stuff anymore. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. So she was, uh, in a lot of ways, she made a a pretty big impact for a lot of people. So I know we got to talk about all the problematic stuff, but I wanted, I just remember her having such a big impact on me um, when I was young. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> and I know I gloss over so much and I probably made some mistakes because it's complicated to describe things it like is. this, I tell you. So let me know. It was so long ago, too. Like, I know. I, I haven't I, rewatched it in forever. Yeah. yeah. I try to rewatch it because it came, of course, it came back up and we were talking about Pedro Pascal being in the mm-hmm. first, like, yeah. like, seasons. And, like, when I rewatched it and I saw him, I was like, that's what? I had yeah. a moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Yeah, like, I tried to rewatch it. Still couldn't make it all the way through. <laughs> I really liked it. I mean, some of those, some of the episodes I remember very clearly. But, yeah, it has been a minute since I've watched it. So if I made any mistakes or if you have any notes about the comics or thoughts about this at all, you can email us at stephanieandmomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff I Never Told You. We're also on YouTube. Uh, we have a book coming out. You can pre-order it at stuffyoushouldreadbooks.com. I hear you can pre-order it on Audible as well. Uh, we have a Tee Public store. We've got some new merch on there, so check that out. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. Thanks.
Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stefan Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.